Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill and Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. I am excited about today's show because I'm going to have Tanya Chavez on, but we do have a great show. I'm going to start this show off. The Warriors get game one over the Dallas Mavericks and Luka disappeared and the Warriors use defense to pick up the victory in game one. The Atlanta Braves lose to the Milwaukee Brewers in extra innings. And Freed Hardman University, my alma mater, the Lady Lions softball team, punches their ticket to the NAIA World Series, which will be held next week in Columbus, Georgia. I will get into that. But first, I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Congratulations. They win game one over the Dallas Mavericks, 112-87. to yeah, I'm reading that scoreboard right. Luka only scored 20 points, shot 6 of 18. The Warriors did a great job defensively on Luka. There were critics saying that Clay Thompson wasn't an elite defender anymore because of the injury, but you had balanced scoring from Golden State. Steph Curry with 21 points. Jordan Poole off the bench with 19 points. Andrew Wiggins had 19 points. Anytime you just get balanced scoring, This Warriors team is hard to beat. And right now, because the Warriors have controlled this series and they're undefeated at the Chase Center, I don't see the Warriors losing this series. I think that they make it to the NBA Finals. Now, the big question is who will get home court? If they play Miami, they have the same exact record, 53-29. and I'm skeptical about picking a winner if they play Miami because if Miami has home court, that could be a huge difference. Regardless, Golden State will have to travel all the way across the East Coast whether or not they play Miami or Boston. The Heat-Celtics game tonight, Game 2, the Celtics should have Marcus Smart. That should make a difference on defense, but they're not going to have Al Horford. And I think having Marcus Smart and Al Horford out of the lineup really hurt the Celtics. But Miami has control in this series. They take a 1-0 series lead. So it's setting up. It's setting up to be a pretty exciting series so far. So Major League Baseball last night, the Atlanta Braves drop the game in extra innings, 7-6 to to the Milwaukee Brewers. Ketson Haria had a walk-off, a walk-off homer to end it. But once again, the Braves' bullpen gives up a run in the bottom of the 10th inning and gave up a run in the bottom of the ninth. The Braves had a 4-0 lead, including a three-run blast by Austin Riley, his eighth home run of the season. Max Freed didn't pitch all that bad. He gave up three runs in six innings. But it is the bullpen. Kenley Jansen giving up a run. Jesse Chavez giving up a run. The Atlanta Braves lose two out of three to the Milwaukee Brewers, and then they go on the road 
to take on the Miami Marlins this Friday. Charlie Morton will take the mound going up against Trevor Rogers. This is the moment of truth for the Braves. They've got to start pulling off some of these wins. They've got to get a winning streak going. They're 17-21. and They are currently in fourth place, seven and a half back of the New York Mets. That's not an astronomical lead by the Mets, but that's still a pretty good lead as the New York Mets have a 25-14 and record. They are starting to get an identity, and I just want to see how the Braves respond. Well, that was fun last night in the NHL. The Carolina Hurricanes get the victory over the New York Rangers in overtime 2-1, to and then the Calgary Flames beat the Edmonton Oilers. Get this score. 9 to 6. What is that an indoor soccer game? 9 to 6. The Calgary Flames with 9 goals including a hat trick by Kachuk. You know, I never cared for any one of these teams. I disliked the Edmonton Oilers in the early 90s cuz they always beat my Sharks even without Wayne Gretzky. They seemed to just be a thorn in the Sharks side and Calgary, they won the Stanley Cup in 1989. There's still a sore spot. There's a sore spot for Calgary because they used to be the Atlanta Flames. And they left Atlanta in the late 80s. They left Atlanta in 1980 and became Calgary. So I don't really like any one of these teams. It's not that they're both from Canada. I mean, there's some Canadian teams that I like. I like the Toronto Maple Leafs. I like the Ottawa Senators. But no. I don't like the Calgary Flames. I don't like the Edmonton Oilers. I don't like the Winnipeg Jets because they used to be the Atlanta Thrashers. I'm just not a fan of those Canadian teams. So what's it to me? All right, I'm rooting for American teams in the Western Conference. We've got a showdown tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning taking on the Florida Panthers. The Lightning have a 1-0 series lead. Florida, Florida trying to even this series. Then you have the St. Louis Blues taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado with a 1-0 lead over the Blues. All right, before I get Tanya on the show, I got to get to this story because I am super excited. I watched both games last night. The Freed Harmon Lady Lions softball team did it. They punched their ticket to the NAIA World Series, which will be held at the South Commons Softball Complex in Columbus, Georgia next week. I cannot wait for this. Freed Hardman is the number three seed, so there are 10 teams, and the tournament will start Thursday. Freed Hardman is the number three seed. They will take on the number six seed, Indiana Wesleyan, Thursday night at 7 p.m. And if they win that, The next game will be Saturday at 7 p.m. So this tournament is going on all Memorial Day weekend. The national championship game will be Wednesday. So it's spread out pretty good. And, of course, it is a double elimination tournament. You know, Freed Harmon had a a tough road. They hosted the first round of the NAIA playoffs, and they lost their first game to friends. But they were in the loser bracket, and they were able to win two games. And then in the championship against Columbia College, they were able to win both games, 5 to nothing and 2 nothing. And they are now going to Columbus. This is a big deal. I am proud of them. And they're also in Columbus, so I'll be covering them on my podcast because this is a podcast that's dedicated to Columbus. All right, I think it's time to bring Tanya Chavez on the show. So don't go anywhere. 
When we come back, I will have Tanya on the show. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. Yeah! Stick around. All right, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, your official post-game after-party for your Columbus Rapids. And brought to you by Go Jump and Slide Inflatables for all your birthday party and event needs. I got Tanya Chavez on the show today. I'm so glad that you're able to join me because... We have a very pressing, breaking news story that we need to talk about. Tanya, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm so happy to be on. All right, breaking news today that the women's national soccer team is going to receive equal pay to the men's national soccer team. And I'm I'm actually okay with this because as long as you generate revenue and the women's soccer team does generate revenue just as much as the men's soccer team, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at it like they've been fighting for this for years, um, especially after the last women's world cup in 2019 and they finally got it. And I woke up this morning and saw the news and I was, I was pretty impressed and shocked at the same time. I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. And I believe the agreements until 2026, I think if not 2028. So it's got a long ways to go, um, but I agree with you on the revenue. And, of course, the women will face, they will play in France for the 2023 World Cup. The men qualify for the World Cup, and that will be in Qatar in November. Still don't know that final team, as they will play England, Iran, and then the winner of Wales, Scotland, and Ukraine. And after June 5th, we will know who their third opponent is in that group. Yeah, that that is coming soon. I mean, June 5th is just around the corner. So, um, yeah, finally the group will be complete. And um, then they can really get ready. But, you know, the men's national team has got some injuries that they've, um, you know, been going through. It's horrible. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. It was, yeah. That's the most recent one. I knew about that because he plays for Atlanta United. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right there, right by you. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw that on the news, and I was sad in the sea. Uh, I mean, he's a great defender. He's he's you know one of our guys on in that back line, and it's like, who are they going to get now? Um, he's been there throughout the whole qualifying. Tanya, you had a very busy weekend in San Antonio. Yeah, uh, I was in San Antonio for the Premier Arena Soccer League All Stars. Um, a very very tough weekend, tiring weekend. Um, Saturday literally kicked my butt. It was brutal. We played five games. Um, all the teams from our division, our Southwest division were there besides Dallas because they're the division champions. So on Saturday, we were all fighting for a spot on that all-star team. And, uh, um, that would be for Sunday's match against Dallas. And, um, thank God I made it. Um, I was chosen. Oh. As the so, uh, very, very tired. Though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It was it was brutal. I'm telling you five games and then having to get back up on Sunday and playing that all-star match. It was, it was a lot, but I am super grateful for the opportunity and I had a lot of fun. Hey, now you're an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it's fun. I mean, it felt like it was like an NBA all-star weekend. You know, they had challenges and 
um, you know, got to meet more players. There was a lot of on the Houston team. They had former Houston Dash players on that team. Ooh, yes, so. probably bringing back some old memories. And of course, I've had a very busy podcast. The Rapids are in their off season. They're going to have a very big summer because they got summer camps. They got tournaments. They got clinics going on. Some of the Columbus Rapids are sticking around in the area. I had Tevin West on the podcast, the goalkeeper for the men's team. I plan on getting Brittany Conway on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Byers has agreed to be on the show and uh, Emily Burke. So I'm really looking forward to interviewing some of the Columbus Rapids players. What's going on with you? Because, uh, you know, they do offer tryouts in the summer. Uh, are you going to try to make it to Columbus eventually? I yeah that's on my list yeah I'm planning on doing it um I mean I still got to get my body in order because been fighting injuries uh the in, since the season started with our PSL and I was a little banged up even this past weekend so as soon as I get my body back in gear uh that's my that's on my list yeah I'm planning on going up there at some point or if not maybe the all-star team um they've been wanting to play some of those NISL teams so um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And of course, I have no idea who's returning for the 2023 season. I want to say, like, if Brittany Conway had her way, she would come back. She played in every single game last year. Uh, I want to see Olivia Gerald back, but I'm not 100% sure. Of course, I, I ran into uh, head coach Eddie Miranda. He and actually head coach Miguel Galindo were at the Columbus River Dragons game. They were at game one of the Commissioner's Cup final. It was really nice to see Columbus Rapids there. I ran into Olivia Gerald over at Concessions. Uh, Bria Riancho and Haley Ryan were in attendance. It's nice to see the two goalkeepers getting along and hanging out. I mean, that you always want to hang out with your backup goalie. I mean, because you, you know, the goalkeepers are, are really close and they're very close-knit group because they practice together all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the quarterbacks, you know, the backup and the starter. You've got to have a good relationship because you never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's a good thing that they're all hanging out. Um, I mean, it builds chemistry, friendships, you know. And, of course, we have the clinics and uh, the co-ed tournaments like we did last year, uh, last season. And, you know, those soccer clinics and those training camps, it's going to be fun for the kids. I mean, The local Rapids players that live in Columbus that are coaching the club teams, they're going to put them on. And I've just, I think it's going to be fun. I'll try to keep everybody update with what's going on with the Rapids in the off season. We still don't know the 2023 schedule and we still don't know who the expansion teams are going to be. But right now, the majority of the ownership group is focused on the Columbus lions. So Tanya, I know that it, you don't have an off season, but best of luck to you and uh, to see uh, where you're going to go next. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much room for off season here, but uh, like I say, I still need to get my body in gear and just get some of these injuries out. And that way it could be myself and have a good showing. Cause it'd be awesome to go down there and try out. Cool. Switching gears. Uh, Tanya, what happened to your Phoenix Suns? Man, I don't know. You know, I missed a lot during the weekend. I really missed all the games, but I was shocked that they got beat so badly at home. Um, man, I was like, I don't know if, you know, Chris Paul, his his age, his body is getting to him. I felt like they didn't use Aiden too well. Um, Dallas brought it, though. They brought the defense. And it's just, I, I have no words for that. I don't know what happened. 
So, yeah, we were talking about the Phoenix Suns. I mean, they uh, just completely didn't show up. I mean, I've never seen a team that had home court, and when the game was on the line, you know, they just completely botched that game seven. Hang on, I'm, I'm in the shade now. I'll be honest with you, Tanya. I did not see that coming. I thought that that Phoenix was going to close out that game, but Chris Paul, 0-5 in contests where he had a 2-0 lead. And so he cannot close out. I mean, that's his reputation is he can't close series out. Right. Yeah. I mean, and he's a point guard. So, um, I mean, and the leader of the team, I, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, the fans are booing them. They had home court advantage game on the line, as you said. Um, yeah, they just, they disappeared. They were not the Phoenix Suns. It was not them on the court. And I'm shocked. I really thought they were going to pull that one out. So it, it stinks. Uh, you know, right now they're questioning. I mean, I think Aiden's on his last year of the contract are about to be. And I mean, it's, that's a team that I felt was going to go back to the finals, uh, at least the conference finals. They would have ended up probably playing the Golden State Warriors, who is in the finals right now for the Western Conference. But I I don't know that this stinks. I was I was really sad because you know they are my Phoenix Suns and uh this is hard to see that score. It was awful. All right, so we have the Golden State Warriors taking on the Dallas Mavericks and the Boston Celtics taking on the Miami Heat in their conference finals. The Heat have a one zero series lead on the Celtics, and right now, if you look at the matchups, the four teams that are left in the NBA. Which matchup would be the most intriguing to be the NBA Finals? This is me. I would like the Heat and the Warriors in the final. It would just be interesting. Jimmy Butler, it would just be neat to see that. Um, You know, the Warriors have been in recently, but I kind of looking forward to that. But this Eastern Conference final can go either way. I mean, yesterday the Celtics were missing Marcus Smart, Al Horford. And, you know, Smart is like their defender. So... Yes. I mean, once he comes back, I think it's going to be a game changer. Uh, you know, they were playing in Miami last night. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens on that. I mean, the Heat have their injuries too. So, yeah, not, you know, it could go either way. Um, but, you know, see what happens. And then on the other end, the Warriors and the Mavericks, it's going to be a good series. I just, I just see the Warriors pulling it out. They got more experience as a team, the team they've got. You are absolutely right. Uh, the Mavericks can't just rely on Luca. I mean, he is a very special player, top five player in the mm-hmm. league. And the Suns really had no answer for him, that nobody could guard him. I don't know if there's anybody out there that could guard Luca on the Warriors, but the Warriors will be able to match them. If, if Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole get hot, I think that Luca could score 50 and the Mavericks could still lose. I mean, the Warriors had some bad nights shooting against Memphis, and they were able to pull out some of those victories. Right. And, I mean, you know, I think they're just only getting stronger, the Warriors are, because, I mean, Clay Thompson came back. Um, I think he's starting to get his groove back. The Splash Brothers, you know, they're going to get their name back. And, I mean, Steph Curry, you can just pull shots out of nowhere and make them. That guy's amazing. So, I think, you know, on the perimeter, the shooting, yeah, I think the Warriors can pull that off. Because, I mean, the Dallas, they do rely on Luka a lot. Um, I mean, when I was watching that series with the Suns, I was just thinking, man, it's just Luca. It's Luca versus the Suns, and so, uh, you know, they'll find a way to stop them. I bet they'll find a way. It's it's you know seven, maybe seven games. Who knows if it goes a distance? But either way, these these last conference games are going to be awesome to watch. 
What I don't want to see, Dallas and Miami, I've seen this before, the mm-hmm. 2006 NBA Finals and the 2011 NBA Finals. I think Warriors-Celtics would be kind of cool. Uh, Warriors-Heat, you know, just because uh, you, you got that flashy team from Miami. You got a Miami Heat squad that went to the NBA Finals in 2020. When LeBron left the Heat, I mean, who would have thought that Miami would not go into the tank like the Cavaliers did? That Miami is a very well-run organization. Eric Spolstra is a very underrated head coach. Pat Riley as the general manager. They're just making all the moves. They've got undrafted players like Max Struss and Gabe Vincent. And they have players like Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. And don't forget, Victor Oladipo, at one time, he was the second overall pick in 2013. At one time, he was an all-star. When he was healthy, he mm-hmm. was you know, a top-10 player. You know, Injuries made him slow down his career. He came back from that injury. But Miami could pull out the secret weapon, and Victor Oladipo could go off in a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, he didn't start last night, and yeah, his hamstring. But once, I think if he can get healthy, yeah, they can be more dangerous. And that's what I meant by the injuries. But they, they do have a well-organized team down there, and they've been doing it for a long time. You know, you mentioned Spostro. He's been there for a long time. Pat Riley's been there for a long time. Remember Shaq and Wade, you know, back in those days. So that's a well-put-together team. But, yeah, I mean, even you said Celtics and Warriors, that'd be an interesting finals, too. Um, you know, it'd be neat to see Jason Tatum play in one. That guy, I mean, he's another amazing player. Young, amazing player on that team. Hey, switching gears, I know you mentioned Shaq. Remember the Orlando Magic picked Shaquille O'Neal one overall in the 1992 NBA draft. That was one of many lotteries that the Orlando Magic won. They got the lottery it went their way. They will receive the number one overall pick in the NBA draft this season. This will be the fourth time that the Magic, this will be the fourth time in franchise history that the Orlando Magic has received the overall number one pick in the NBA draft. It actually turned out pretty good for them. 92, they draft, drafted Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. They went to the NBA Finals in 1995. In 2004, they drafted Dwight Howard. They went to the NBA Finals in 2009. You ever watched that ESPN 30 for 30, This Magic Moment? I haven't seen that episode, but I've watched many 30 for 30 episodes. But no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it it talks about what could have been. What could have been a great dynasty in the Orlando Magic in the 1990s. I, I think that Michael Jordan's Bulls had something to do with it. But they went to the finals in 95. They had a much better record in 96, but they just ran into probably the greatest team of all time, the 96 Bulls. Mm-hmm. And then Shaq and Penny broke up, but they were built on magic. Think about it. I mean, they Shaq's first year, they are just on the outside trying to get into the playoffs. They get one ping pong ball. So the 93 NBA lottery, they get one ping pong ball. And guess what? They got the number one overall pick after having one ping pong ball. And I remember when I was a kid, they drafted Chris Webber. I was like, oh, Magic's going to be unstoppable. They're going to have Shaquille O'Neal and Chris Webber. Well, they, they traded away Chris Webber and draft picks to the Warriors for Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway was a good player, too. So Shaq and Penny, they had Scott Skiles, Horace Grant, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, Brian Shaw. The Magic looked like a team that should have won a title. And in 1995, 
you know, they just ran into the defending champs, the Houston Rockets, and they got swept. And then Shaq went to the Lakers in 96, and that hurt. You know, the run-on joke is, you know, well, did Shaq make more money in Orlando, or did he make his money in L.A.? It's like, no, everybody knows he made his money in college. Of course, I I use that joke all the time referencing the movie Basketball. Um, But (laughs) the Orlando Magic, they do have some luck on their side. I think they're going to draft Chet Holmgren, the teammate of Jalen Suggs. You know, they've been playing basketball together at Gonzaga and since the third grade. I think that would be a great teammate. Although Paolo Bonchero, the talented forward from Duke, and uh, Jabari Smith from Auburn, might be some pretty good picks as well. So the Magic get the number one overall pick. Oklahoma City got the number two overall pick. And then the Houston Rockets. I mean, you got some ties with Houston. Uh, they have the, the third overall pick. And then the Sacramento Kings got the number four overall pick. So what do you think about this upcoming NBA draft that will happen in about a month? I think it'll be interesting. And I, you know, I'm kind of glad of the way it worked out because these teams that have been kind of irrelevant over the last years, are going to have a chance to get some good picks and hopefully they do well with them, you know, because I mean, I miss the magic. I I'm with you in that 1992 draft. I remember Shaq being drafted. I remember that team you just mentioned. I loved watching that team. I, I loved Penny. Penny was my favorite player. I love that little the puppet they made of him, Penny and a half those commercials. Yeah. Little, little Penny. Time. Yeah. Little, voiced by Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those commercials were funny. Um, that team was great. And it's funny because, you know, Horace Grant played on the Bulls with Michael Jordan for a while, and then he played on the Magic, and then they got, you know, started that little rivalry. But that team was awesome. Um, I I just I remember playing video games with my brother, and I would choose the Magic just because that team was fun to, to play with. But, yeah, we'll see what they do. You know, the Thunder, I mean, ever since they lost Durant and Westbrook, they've gone down even. You could put Harden in that because he was on that team. I used to like watching those three play on Thunder. I missed that duel, you know, that trio. Yeah, I just, you know, look forward to seeing what these teams do with their draft picks. Um, You know, the Kings, I mean, they've been irrelevant for many, many years. Well, they can't, yeah. they can't get the draft right. You know, they mm-hmm. draft like Marvin Bagley III and Jimmer Fredette and Nick Stauskas and Thomas Robinson. I mean, I could just continue. Uh, like, Every year they're in the lottery and they whiff on some of these picks. Ben McLemore, it's just, te- mm-hmm. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely terrible. But I, I, I like the fact you mentioned the Thunder because they have a shy Gilgis Alexander and I, he's going to, he's going to be a star. I believe he's going to be an all-star. He needs a wingman. He needs somebody to, to pick up the load. I think Paolo Bonchero, he's, you know, projected to go to the Thunder, uh, but I don't know. It's a shooter's league. Uh, Jaden Ivey is the best shooter to come out of the draft. I'd love to see the Sacramento Kings get him. Think that I mean Darren Fox. I think they can move him over to the two, and then uh, start Davion Mitchell. But Tanya, I'm really glad that we went down a rabbit hole and started talking about the NBA in the 1990s, because my next documentary is going to be Sam Mitchell, the greatest basketball player to ever come out of Columbus, Georgia, and he played basketball in the 1990s for the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Indiana Pacers. And uh, he also mentored Kevin Garnett, which ironically, I watched him on Netflix today with Adam Sandler in a very weird movie called Uncut Gems. Huh, interesting. I Yeah, I don't, I don't recall the player you just mentioned, but that's really neat to hear. <laughs> I just do love uh, talking about like the local sports icons that came from this city. 
And of course, we can't have a podcast without talking about baseball because, you know, it is baseball season and your Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim just continue rolling. Shohei Itani hit his 100th career home run and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim right now, well, they're a game behind the Houston Astros, but uh, I mean, they're in the consideration for a postseason berth, which they have not made the postseason since I want to say what 2014. That sounds about right. Yeah, it's been a while, and I just hope they can keep this momentum going. The season's long. We're still early in the season. Um, just hopefully no injuries come in. But yeah, they're doing well. You know, I know Mike Trout had a homer yesterday. Um, the you know that Texas game yesterday they were playing was going back and forth, and then Texas pulled it out there near the end, but. Um, they're in a tough division. They always have trouble with the athletics. Um, the Astros are always in the top, you know, and then you've got Texas. But I'm hoping that there's a postseason for the Angels this season because I miss it. I want my team in a postseason this season, and I, I hope that they continue this this momentum they've got. And Otani, amazing pitcher, hitter, everything. He does it all. I mean, again, you just can't. You don't see pitchers doing that, being a DH and pitching and it's, I mean, he's amazing. This is an amazing player. All right, Tony, before I let you go, I want to talk about your New Mexico Lobos and their brutal schedule this upcoming college football season. As, you know, they open with Maine. I think that's going to be a win, but I think, you know, playing Boise State and UTEP on September 24th, they have to travel to Death Valley to take on the LSU Tigers. Ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that they're finally getting a, you know, top-notch team to play with, um, you know, the, like ranked teams, because that's what's hurting New Mexico is we play teams that are not ranked, teams that are not super relevant, and that's only going to make them better. So I'm happy to hear that they're going to play LSU. It's, you know, it may not be a competitive game. Who knows? That's what the Lobos need to do, because, I mean, our division is not very respected. The Mountain West Conference, we're not really respected in any of our sports. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be good for them. Maybe get that exposure and, you know, hopefully we get more ranked teams in the seasons to come. All right. With you being from New Mexico and living in the Albuquerque area, what are some of the sports teams that you keep up with? Do they still have the AAA team, the Albuquerque Isotopes? Yeah. So that's our baseball team, our AAA team. Uh, I believe we're affiliated with the Rockies. And then uh, we have the New Mexico United in the USL. And then we have arena football, the Gladiators. They play arena football. But those are the three main teams we've got here in New Mexico or Albuquerque. We're all in Albuquerque here. Yeah, so, you know, I still need to get out to a nice Topes game. Even New Mexico United game, I usually have already gotten to a few of those by now. But been a little busy. But, my, you know, I'm going to try to get out to those games. Well, I wish you the best of luck this season, and and hopefully your New Mexico teams do well. And that's always great. I know living in that side of the country where college football is not really that popular. I used to live in California, and a lot of people just didn't care about Cal, Stanford, UCLA. Mm -hmm. Really, the most passionate fans were from Fresno State because there was no major sports teams in the Valley. But if you have professional sports teams, it's it's kind of hard to root for college. It's not like that in the South. It's a religion in the South, and you know everybody wants to talk about college football. We're almost a hundred days away from opening day 
in college football. And of course I'm involved with high school football and then I love the NFL. So it is just going to be great. Uh, when it comes to the national football league, Tanya, what is your favorite team? The Eagles, the Eagles. Yeah. And their, their defense just got a lot better picking up two Georgia players, getting Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean and also getting AJ Brown in a trade on draft day, the talented wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. We needed all those players. Um, you know, Hertz needs some, some more people to throw to and our defense was lacking last season. So, you know, I'm excited. You know, the thing about the Eagles is they really do look and see what they need, you know, and they'll do what they can to get those players in. So I, I mean, I really like Hertz too, you know, he's a good quarterback. Um, we, we always, I think our quarterbacks have always been pretty strong, but I've, I've learned to love Hertz. I like his movement. Um, he's athletic. So um, I'm excited, you know, that's going to, that's going to come fast too. You just said a hundred days from college football and NFL is yes. right in the corner. Absolutely. And it looks like the Eagles could be four and out the gate. They got to play the lions, Vikings, commanders, and Jaguars to start the season before they take on Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they made the playoffs last year. Unfortunately, they lost to the Buccaneers. A lot of Philly fans are skeptical on Jalen Hurts. He's not your typical pocket passer, but neither is Trey Lance for the 49ers, and I think that he's going to have a great season. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking football. And as always, thank you so much just for being a guest on the podcast, taking time out of your busy schedule, and good luck to you as you uh, try to figure out like uh, the, your next career move when it comes to uh, – playing professional indoor soccer oh yeah thank you thanks for having me and yeah you know who knows what's next for me but uh i'm just enjoying all the moments that i get and uh grateful again when i get to do these things so um thank you and i love talking sports my favorite thing oh absolutely that's why i created this podcast all right <laughs> that was tanya chavez uh thursday's guest thank you so much for listening to my podcast and don't forget that you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All right. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And don't forget that I got Gabe Reynolds on tomorrow. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.